Are you thinking about buying or selling a home or are a real estate professional and want to keep up with what's happening with the Twin Cities real estate news, stats, trends? Then come hang out with us for a little while. Hi, I'm Kirk Duckwall and welcome to the Twin Cities Real Estate Show. Have Jilly Jenkins joining us as well as Amanda Winter. Thank you for Hello. both coming in. <laughs> Today, we're going to be doing part two. We had a little break in there, part one, one, one week, uh, <laughs> uh, different topic. But yeah, part two. Yeah. Do. Do. <laughs> For uh, the, 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 the Smart Seller book, kind of talking about, um, you know, what are the things you really want to think about, the deep dive. You know, what I say to sellers, you know, when I give this book out at listing appointments, I say, do you want to make an extra $10,000 plus on the sale of your home? And they, of course, okay, read this book and, and you know, absorb it, think about it, because it'll get you prepared for the things you want to think about and how to think about them to give you the edge, mm -hmm. right? So uh, this was put together with a ton of advice from a bunch of real estate professionals. Uh, thousands and thousands of tra uh, transactions went into the writing of this book, in a sense, the thoughts behind it. Yep. So we're going to do a deep dive into that in the, the second segment here after we kind of go through some of the most recent uh, Twin Cities market trends. But yeah, we're going to talk about the dangers of overpricing. And you know, some people hear that and they're just like, oh, they just want to sell my home cheap and quick, right? And I want, I want to it's price high. It's a big high. deal right now. Well, yeah. And, and one great stat out there, I'll, a early hint on this, is, is that Homes that for every day they sit on the market, that they will sell for one-tenth of one percent less than homes that sell a day sooner. And mm -hmm. how do you know that? Well, what we look at is we look at a you know a few thousand houses, and what is the average price per square foot day one, day two, day three, four, yeah. five? And I took this all the way up to 90 days, right? And it's, it's pretty clear. You know, each day that passes, homes get less and less and less and less with that. And if you think about, well, what are the things that cause this? It makes sense. We'll, again, deep dive into that in the next segment. Um, also, talk about marketing plan you want to consider, the importance of feedback, um, closing costs, and all that. But... Yeah, let's go through some of the, the news stats, and stats. stats, stats. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So uh, new listings into the Twin Cities marketplace. Uh, we are behind where we were at last year by a fair amount. Uh, if you look, we were at 1,541 listings coming into the marketplace. This year, we're at 1,170. Um, so that's not helping us gain a whole lot of inventory at this point in time. I will say the early trends, um, I, you know, anybody who watches the show or hangs around me knows that I'm kind of a stats geek. So mm -hmm. I wake up Saturday morning to see, all right, where, where the numbers come in at for, for new listings. So it does look like when they do release the, uh, week's numbers, we're going to be at back up to about 1500 so for, that, for this week. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Yep. So it will be uh, something that may help that that inventory gap. Really more of a benefit to buyers than to sellers. Mm -hmm. But at the same hand, we're looking for anything to help normalize our marketplace. And inventory is, is one of those stats. So uh, pending sales. Um, we look back last year, it was falling at a quicker pace. Even though we are behind on pending sales, it is leveling out. So 
Last year, we were at 1,353. We were at 968. Keep in mind, this is the week coming into Labor Day, right, for these numbers. However, again, uh, when we look at uh, what the week's numbers look like that are going to come out, it's only at about 700. So it it, it looks like it's going to drop off. So that's a big spread between 1,500 listings and 700 pendings. So... You know, it does look like we're probably going to see inventory pick up when we, you know, keep an eye next couple shows yeah. <laughs> where that's going to go. Um, so the inventory of homes, that gap is uh, shrinking out there uh, because of the pace being down over last year. So if you look back into July, we were we had a gap of almost 15 percent where we were ahead of last year in inventory. That's down to 3.5 percent. So. Some things to to take out of that is if these numbers keep closing on inventory, now, as I mentioned, it looks like that may spread again if we get the the 1,500 listings. But if it stays this tight, we could be in for another pretty hot spring market. Maybe not as as fast paced, but still a strong one. So anybody who's kind of what I've been anticipating. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Ben last week, you know, brought up the point about people that may have um, seen what happened with our marketplace in May or June when they may have been thinking about selling, going, well, I missed the boat. I'll just wait until next year. And so they just decided not to put their homes on the market um, and, yep. and wait wait to see what happens. So, um yeah, I think if if the inventory keeps closing like this, anybody who's thinking, oh, this is you know we're we're in another uh, housing bubble. No, it, it's supply and demand. Demand is still out there. Um, you know, I was doing some, uh, and it's seasonal, mm-hmm. and people have too much equity in their homes. Yeah, not too much, <laughs> but more equity in their homes that. Oh my gosh, they can bring guys. forward. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I was kind of looking at um, for the areas used, um, showing activity, showings per listing. It appeared there might only be, you know, a differential in total buyers of only a few hundred in comparison to same time last year. Now, this is for the areas that I used to pull the data. So I was looking at uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, and like five other suburbs. But if you look at the showing differential versus the listing differential, it, it's not that much. So that my point being is is there isn't a bubble <laughs> that's bursting here. No. You know, the, the demand out there. I mean, it's I, relaxing. It, definitely. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah it's, it's gotten a lot easier mm-hmm. uh, for for buyers and for sellers. It's, it's a lot less stressful out there in the marketplace. And you tell me you're the numbers guy. In my experience, what I'm seeing with my clients, the pricing isn't really fluctuating any different than it would have seasonally right now. And like, I'm not seeing a huge dropout in pricing like people have been talking about that's going to happen or is happening. I'm hearing people say it is happening. Yeah. It's well, like I mean, I, I do I'm seeing. I think it's circumstantial when we talk about the pricing. So, are there buyers out there this spring that probably paid forty to fifty thousand more for a house than they would have today, right now? Absolutely. But when you average it out, no, we are seeing very similar trends as far as when the market's peaking, yeah. when is inventory peaking. But I see that every year with yeah. my buyers yeah. that this time of year, a house that they would have bought in April, right, 
would have been twenty, thirty thousand dollars more. Right. So yeah, I mean, it's it's bracket that I work a lot. (laughs) People that aren't in the business, they hear that and go, "Oh my gosh, the market's crashing." No, this this is what we see every year. We know on average our market fluctuates ten percent from low to high. Just just on seasonal fluctuation. That's not even counting what we see for annual appreciation, mm-hmm. right? So um, that isn't out of the norm. And, and that's one of the things you know we've been trying to convey is that our market's normalizing and it's doing very normal things. Um, to your point, I think one of the the, the, the indicating trends out there is looking at how much prices are changing. Really, the only stat that isn't changing or is changing a whole lot is the um, days on market. So the days on market is now going from this like 11 mm-hmm. median uh, or, or average going up into the, you know, the 20s and, and 30s. Which so. was normal. Yeah, that was that normal. That was 20, normal a couple 2017, years ago. <laughs> 18, 19, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to deep dive into the second part of our Smart Seller Guide. Check it out, TwinCitiesRealEstateShow.com. We'll be right back. Our local sponsors are Bricks Real Estate, Network Title, Eric Bloomstrand and Chad Preby with Bell Bank Mortgage, Structure Tech Home Inspections, James Tufson with Country Financial, along with Cregan's Construction, and Grey Duck Staging and Design. Hi, I'm Ruben with Structure Tech Home Inspections. Everyone knows you should have a home inspection before you buy a home, but we've heard of home buyers being encouraged to skip the home inspection in this crazy market to make their purchase offer more attractive. Now they're facing tens of thousands of dollars in unexpected repairs. I'm telling you now, don't skip the home inspection. Here at Structure Tech, we can get your home inspected quickly, and we offer a full line of services. Visit us online at StructureTech.com to learn more. Don't fall for the billboard or the clickbait. There is no such thing as today's rate. Mortgages and mortgage rates are individual to you. Chad Preby and Eric Bloomstrand with Bell Bank Mortgage are here to show you the formula to get your best rate. Once you know this formula, you can mortgage shop with confidence. Find us online at ChadPreby.com. That is ChadPreby.com. NMLS 1462493 Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. Hi, I'm Kirk Duckwall with Bricks Real Estate and the Twin Cities Real Estate Show. Buying or selling a home is one of the biggest financial transactions people make. Before you make your next move, download our free smart home buyer or smart seller guides to give you the edge in our real estate market. From deal hunting to knowing the right repairs for maximizing value, these free guides have it all. Check them out and more at BricksTwinCities.com under publications. Welcome back to the Twin Cities Real Estate Show, deep diving into the Smart Seller Guide Part 2 here. It's a free book. People, go download it. Free Uh, money. Yeah. (laughs) TwinCitiesRealEstateShow.com. Under publications, you can download that. It's a, a whole bunch of great information about you know, the things that you really want to think about. Um, I actually had somebody reach out the other day regarding one of the classes I was teaching, and they, they were like, well, when I don't I hire a realtor to just tell me this stuff? Part of knowing things about this is this is one of the biggest financial transactions you're going to make, and you need to not only have somebody 
say this is a good idea, but you need to understand why it's a good idea, right? Yeah. Or, or you're not going to have the trust. And, you know, hey, you don't know if the advice you're getting is the right advice. And, and this is put together, again, from lots of people, lots of transactions. It'll help you maximize that sale price, the things you really want to be thinking about, the things you need to do to, to get your house ready. Mindset. So. Well, and this isn't just for sellers. I think oh, yeah, we have the buyer's guide, too. We should say we have one for <laughs> buyers, too. Yep. So everyone can be a smart consumer mm -hmm. in the marketplace with the right realtor. Yeah. TwinCitiesRealEstateShow.com under publications. Okay. Um, dangers of overpricing. I hinted to that in the first segment that, you know, mm. if you end up overpricing, you're going to sit on the market. And it's that's a big deal right now. Very, yeah. It, it, the homes, they sit, right? And when they sit, yep. we get, uh, as Ben puts it, the kiss of death. Right. <laughs> and what it is, is if a house has been on the market for 15, 20, 30, 50, 60 days, buyers go, what's wrong with it? Yep. It's what a stigmatized listing. Yeah. What's exactly. wrong with it? And all that might be wrong with it is that it's overpriced, right? We're in, you know, Minnesota, Minnesota nice. The best way that I like to put that, you know, people will, sellers will ask me, well, if, if they thought it was worth a certain price, aren't they just going to offer it? No, because they're afraid they're going to offend you. Now, personally, when I'm working with a buyer, I don't care about offending the other side because it's about representing my client getting the best yeah, price. You put in what they can do. But a lot of people, they don't want to make an offensive offer, right? And so they just ignore your listing. They're not going to go look at it. Or if they do go look at it and they think it's too high, they're just going to go, eh, it's not for me. This is why we see homes when they are priced right or competitively, then everybody jumps on it. And that's where yeah. you can see the price go up. You there. do want to price it to create a frenzy if possible. Yep. You know, that's getting it in multiples for your seller is where you need to land. I think the key word is if possible, because mm -hmm. there's just certain markets, you're not going to get a frenzy. But at the mm -hmm. same hand, hey, if you can hit the average or above in number of showings, that's what you want to be doing. And also, I guess I should clarify, frenzy is relative. Yeah. What is the market you're doing it in? Because yep. April frenzy is like 80 <laughs> offers on yeah. the house. And uh, November frenzy is two. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think or it creates a, a sense of urgency. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing a lot of showings creates mm -hmm. urgency for buyers as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot of agents right now are overpricing because they're not picking up on. Well, the they're pricing cues. off the spring market. Yeah, yep. yeah, off what sold, off the sold prices rather yep. than the list prices. Yes. Yep. Hey, you know what? You segued perfectly into the second one I wanted to talk about, which is showing expectations and days on market. You want to know these stats prior to putting your home on the market, because there can be expectations that you're going to get 25 showings. However, if your market average is three or three and a half, and by the way, Twin Cities market average, 3.36 showings per week per listing. So when you're looking at what is Edina doing, what is Roseville doing, what is Oakdale doing, right? What is St. Paul doing? You want to know the pace of the market. So that way you're going, hey, is my house priced right? Is it priced too high? Or, yeah, you know, yeah. and just thinking and about all of it. There's even going further than that. Some areas of the metro are even block by block, like yeah. micro neighborhood. What is that neighborhood doing? Right. Because <laughs> there's some places where the block over is dramatically less priced than. So you want to be checking that showing activity that's happening. You know, that's obviously something we talk about on our mastermind, the market. You know, hey, where's that showing activity? Um, and how to look that stuff up because. 
again, you want to be basing your expectations and as well as days on market. What is the, the normal for your market? Because when I talk to clients, if a price reduction conversation is there, first thing I look at is, are we at or exceeding where the market average is. If we are, then let's just wait for the market to do what the market's going to do. We know it's going to take somewhere between 18 to 21 showings to get us a, an offer, typically. Mm -hmm. So showing expectations, days on market, you want to know that so that way after the first weekend, are you within the appropriate range? Now, if the showing you know rate is 3.36 and you've had one, there's a conversation to be had <laughs> there, right? And I think that goes into the next piece, which is a marketing plan, mm -hmm. right? A lot of times we see slow showing activity um, because one, maybe there just wasn't good professional photography that was being used. Staging oh wasn't being used. <laughs> and I helped a friend just get her feet wet in a different part of the state where I do not work. It was, and I won't help her. It was just like, let's go out together and talk about stuff. Yeah. And I was shocked at how bad photos are outside of the metro, mm -hmm. like in different areas. Well, it's hard to get a professional photographer oh out there sometimes. Oh my gosh. Wide angle lens all the way. <laughs> don't be thinking. Yeah. Don't be thinking that you're going to sell your house for top dollar if your agent is using their iPhone. Yeah. Oh, if we could just put that on a billboard. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, professional photography. Well, the question is, what's their profession? <laughs> and and um, and then are they a photographer? So. <laughs> And do they have the editing skills? Yes. Yeah. Well, and a lot of people don't realize, you, know, you take companies, um, the real estate photography companies that are out there, they have special software where they're, they're going to take nine exposures of mm -hmm. one room and they're going to blend everything together to minimize shadows. And they're setting the camera angle at a way that your human eye sees it, yeah. not at super fisheye, not at super narrow 35 yeah. millimeter, but where your eye sees that, that room. Um, and so, and in a color range and a shadow range, like you were saying mm -hmm. that are, we would see if we were in that room. So I always say it's not, it's not good enough just to have a professional photographer. You need a professional real estate photographer mm -hmm. that understands houses. Absolutely. I think that's in one of the past life. I was a photographer. I did get a degree in it, guys, and it is a big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal to have someone knows what they're doing. And you're still not doing your own and there's a listings, big photography. From doing a wedding, a headshot, and a yeah. house. Yeah, and I yeah, I've taken yeah. pictures of galaxies and nebulas and planets <laughs> oh my through gosh. my telescope, but I'm not a real estate photographer. <laughs> I, can, I, I, can do, I can do astrophotography. Can right? I do that with you? Oh, that sounds so much fun. <laughs> well, you saw the house. I mean, you yeah. just put, put it up in the backyard and we just take pictures. Fine, um, okay. Awesome. So that's building the photography, building um, the descriptions, all of that. That's, that's the face of the property, but it goes deeper than that. What are the other things that you're doing to get the property out there? Right. Mm -hmm. um, one of my favorites is I'd like doing um, cross posting in a sense, taking, um, you know, Zillow links or our brevity links or, and, and putting them into Facebook posts where we can actually track the hit rates. Right. And I found like a good, well-targeted, um, uh, ad I'm getting 10% click through ratio. 
10% click-through ratio where, where you're hitting thousands of people and you're getting hundreds and hundreds of people to click in, you're going to get more showings. There's no doubt about it, right? I remember having a house last year uh, uh, located in a, in a spot where, you know, or a couple, couple years ago, located in a spot that was affected by the riots pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. And so getting that house sold, I can directly attribute to some of the ads because we noticed the showings were coming in as soon as we put the ads out there. So we know that that will bring extra people in. You know, open houses, I, I'm a big fan of them. I personally think I do, not the first weekend. Minnesota is not the place for that because uh, a lot of people, if they see an open house, they're just going to schedule to go to that instead of scheduling a private showing. With a private yeah. showing, they're going to have that personal time with their agent, not a whole bunch of other people around in an uncomfortable environment. And you might get some feedback yeah. from the agent as opposed to whatever the buyer right. coming through the open house yeah. is going to say. And almost you can use the, uh, the the open house as a weapon in a sense, right? That people see the open, they're like, oh, we better schedule the showing before the open. Absolutely. Right? I tell my clients that. So. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Feedback. You're just, just leading right in. So the importance <laughs> of feedback, people get really caught up in feedback. At the end of the day, in Minnesota, we see about a 30 to 50% feedback ratio, mm-hmm. right? Now, what we look for is consistent feedback because I've seen feedback that is just stupid. Like a house I was selling on France Avenue, the feedback came back on a busy street, did not like home. It's like, well, that, that, yeah. That was definitely fine. Thanks for looking at a map. (laughs) Yeah, thanks. Or you get that two bedroom, 700 square foot home, house was too small, did not like it. It's like, okay, that feedback is not helpful. I want to hear about smells. Yes. I want to hear about- Price, thoughts, yep. Dirty Are there things. Porcelain yeah. dolls lining every room. I've seen that. Put that yeah. in the feedback. <laughs> Clients were very uncomfortable with the porcelain doll collection. <laughs> so yeah, feed, feedback can be valuable if it's consistent, but also don't push for it, especially in the first weekend or two. Because if you push for feedback, they will think that you're desperate. And you may have had somebody who was gonna write an offer now write a lower offer. We'll be right back. Not every title company is the same. There are many people involved with each real estate transaction and all of them need to be in the loop or a closing may get delayed. This is why the people at Network Title strive to provide swift scheduling and communication between the buyers, sellers, agents, and lenders. We know moving can be stressful, however your closing does not need to be. Check us out online at network-title.com. My name is James Tobson with Country Financial. Anyone can sell you insurance, however, is it going to be the insurance you need? When life pops up with its surprises, you want the right coverage. When it comes time to find or renew your policy, give me a call. I would love to review your existing policy and show you what I can do for you. You can email me at james.tobson at countryfinancial.com or give me a call at 651-365-3408. Hi, I'm Becca, owner of Grey Duck Staging. With today's home buyers beginning their journey exclusively online, the look and feel of your home matters more than ever. Whether it's a simple in-home consultation, a refresh using your current furniture, or a whole home staging, our goal is always the same. Showing your home in the best light and helping you achieve the highest sales price possible. To learn more, visit us at greyduckstaging.com or check us out on Instagram at greyduckstaging.
Well, I sure didn't leave much time for the commercial break on that last one. <laughs> Made it. Made it. All right. So. Kevin and Clutch, Kurt. If, <laughs> if you have any real estate questions or needs, you can uh, reach us at the Twin Cities Real Estate Show.com or you can give me a call directly, 651 303 0019. Happy to help answer any of those questions. If you're curious about that showing activity, numbers, things like that, pricing a home, happy to, to assist with that as well. And again, these guidebooks. They're free. You can download them, TwinCitiesRealEstateShow.com. <laughs> okay. Frequently asked questions that we come across, and this is a good one because it comes up, I think, every listing that I mm-hmm. have, um, which is, should I be allowing overlapping showings? Yes yes yes, 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 yes. We can now. Yes, yes, we yes. We need to. That's that urgency. Some agents yeah. that don't, I mean, okay, sometimes you can with condos. Like, don't expect yes. that. That's normal to not have overlapping with condos. Right, because you can't get you can't keyed do out. It. Yes. Um, but other than that, it's allowed again. Let's do that. Agents that aren't doing that, please, dear God, start doing it again. Yeah, the, the reason it, it's beneficial is people can see other people are there, um, that, that if you do have an interest, it cre- creates that mm-hmm. sense of urgency. Um, if that that's when the buyer can about. be there, and that's the yep. chance to show it, and yeah. you don't let them see it, they're not going to be put in offering because yeah. they didn't see well, it. Well, and another thing too, um, mm-hmm. a little off topic is is we can put in so certain people, you know, people have schedules, right? We can put in showing restrictions and mm-hmm. say, hey, the property is only available from here to here. Especially with like rental properties that I've sold, we yeah. narrow in and say, hey, Saturday and Sunday we're going to be open for showings between noon and four. Well. Then you really get the overlap showings that come in there. And with working from home. Yeah. Right. That's, That's a normal thing another one. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. One last frequently asked question is, should the seller be there for the inspection? Dear God, no. No, 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 no. Please no, no, don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and so this is a time for the buyer to be there with their third-party inspector to to kind of get an unbiased opinion mm-hmm. and to think about things, right? When it comes to questions about the house, then, you know, that can be done final walkthrough possibly or at closing, you know, to answer those or if they do come up during the inspection period. But you want to give them that space because when they feel like yeah. they're being shadowed, it makes the, the buyers really uncomfortable and you could create somebody who wants to just back out. Well, and the buyer is the one paying for the inspection, Right, yeah, it's their exactly. Time. They're paying for that time, so and it gives them a second to acclimate and be in that space. Yeah. Be excited mm-hmm. about being in that space. Well, again, yeah. if you have any questions for us, please reach out twincitiesrealestateshow dot com. We'll be back next week. People always ask realtors, "What is your commission?" But what they should be asking is, "What is your rate of return?" Commissions only vary by a couple of percent from agent to agent. However, the price per square foot you get just based on their experience and the quality of marketing they use can vary by 10% or more. At Bricks Real Estate, our agents use the right marketing and have the experience to get you top dollar for your house. See what we can do for you at BricksTwinCities.com. Not every title company is the same. There are many people involved with each real estate transaction and all of them need to be in the loop or a closing may get delayed. This is why the people at Network Title strive to provide swift scheduling and communication between the buyers, sellers, agents, and lenders. We know moving can be stressful, however your closing does not need to be. Check us out online at network-title.com.
Don't forget to check us out online anytime at TwinCitiesRealEstateShow.com. There you can find all of our past shows, our weekly market updates, along with the latest and greatest searching and researching tools and our free publications to include the Smart Home Buyer Guide and the Smart Seller Guide, along with the BRICS Report. All of these free for you. If you have any real estate questions, please feel free to give us a call, 651-303-0019. Again, 651-303-0019. Happy to help answer any of your real estate questions or assist with your real estate needs.